Today, we rank the top 10 teams in the NFL heading into week one of the 2022-2023 NFL season. Also, I'll explain why the Green Bay Packers are numbers one through nine. Number number 10 could be the Bills. Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to back time. But it's short to us help. I'm your host, Tom. Lists. I love lists. I love desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? Grassi, and today I'm going to try to make an argument as to which teams I think are the top 10 heading into the first week of the NFL season, and then I can respond to comments on why I'm completely and totally wrong. You know. The usual. You suck. Starting off with number 10. Throw a little curveball here. I know, baseball reference in a football video. But I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. The team that last year, let's let's just be honest, Philly, probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs, right? They go to Tampa. They get the ever-living crap beaten out of them. Jalen Hurts doesn't look good. But heading into this season, there's a lot of optimism around Philly right now. I know a lot of it's going to rest on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts and if he's going to be bad or not. And it's funny because I feel like the Dolphins and the Eagles are two similar teams this season where they both have really talented teams around their QB, but their QB is untested and there's just some question marks that are there. Though I will say with Jalen Hurts, if he's bad, the puns will be so much easier to make than Tung Vailoa. But here's the reason why I think the Eagles are a potential top 10 team already heading into week one. First of all, the Philadelphia Eagles basically got bullied into running the ball by their fan base because when they ran the ball, they were successful. Then for some reason, they got away from it. And then the entire fan base was like, what are you doing? And they're like, that's my bad. And they started running the football. And all of a sudden, they had an amazing run game last season. Now, I'm assuming they're going to kind of come out of the gate running the football, which I think is a smart thing to do. But that's not all, folks. First of all, they got rid of Jalen Rieger, which automatically makes their team significantly better. But on a serious note, they got A.J. Brown. On top of that, they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on defense, two big pieces that are going to help both sides of the ball. Also, the fact that they got Jordan Davis in the draft. I was super high on him, and I think he's been having a really nice camp. And the Eagles were one of the games when they play the Packers that I had circled that they could be a problem. If they're able to have a really good run game, and Jalen Hurts, at the very least, is serviceable, I think that defense is going to be good enough, and they could just kind of lean on their run game and just throw to their great receiver like Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown when they need to. Considering they're in a weaker division, watch out. Philly might surprise some people this year. Like a Philly special. That was a surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. Number nine, you got the L.A. Chargers. And here's the thing. I would like to put the Chargers higher. But every season that I go out on a limb and say, this is the Chargers year. They charger it up all over the place. What does that mean? Well, the fact that their name is a verb should tell you basically everything you need to know. 
Charger. I hardly know her. Damn it, Michael. Pay attention. The Chargers uh, were one timeout away from making the playoffs last year. And to be fair. 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 The Chargers definitely were an undisciplined team. I know everyone makes fun of them because of the analytics and constantly going for it on fourth down. I imagine you're going to see a little bit of a reigning in process that's going to go on. But I like the Chargers a lot this year. Austin Eckler is one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL today. You, of course, have Justin Herbert, who has proved that he is a really good QB. They got offensive line help. On top of that, they got freaking fracking Khalil Mack on the defensive side of the ball and J.C. Jackson. So that defense could be a bit better because I think that's kind of the weak link. Their offense can definitely put up a lot of points. Of course, you have Keenan Allen. They got Mike Williams back on an extension. Their offense can be high-flying and definitely could put up a lot of points. But it was that defense that... They always felt like they had to put up points. If they're able to cut down on some of the penalties and just be a better team on defense, I think the Chargers could potentially have a really good season. Now, the little caveat about that is, of course, they're in the most difficult division in football, and that is the AFC West, which is basically like the tough guy bar from SpongeBob. Can't really get in unless you're tough. You need to have muscles. But the Chargers, I think, to have the explosive offense. And like I said, if they're able to improve on defense, they definitely could make it far and not only make the playoffs, but potentially make a run for it. Number eight. This, uh, I felt, I felt a little dicey about this, but I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers. And here's why Trey Lance is definitely a question mark. But I feel like he's not that big of a question mark or it's not that big of a deal because they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers were able to make it to the NFC Championship with Jimmy Garoppolo last season. Their run game should still be great. Debo Samuel's back, even though, you know, he's probably not going to run the football as much. Brandon Ayuk has been lighting it up in camp, and I know a lot of people are saying that this is the year that he is going to blow up. That defense should still be pretty darn solid. And, of course, they still got guys like George Kittle. I think the 49ers are a very well-balanced team. They're in a division where the Seahawks will probably still beat them, but it's open. I don't know how good the Cardinals are going to be this year, and then their main competition is going to be against the Rams, who they're able to beat in the regular season, just not unable to get it done in the postseason. Now, if Trey Lance is able to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is a big if because, you know, he's not a rookie, but he basically is a rookie. If he's able to limit the mistakes and able to open up the Kyle Shanahan playbook a little bit, I think that you're going to see some really interesting looks, especially when it comes to the run game, because Trey Lance most definitely can use his feet to hurt defenses. So I think that in a weaker NFC, the 49ers are a potential team to stand out, and they have a good shot at potentially making the playoffs, where I hope the Packers do not meet them because I'm tired of getting hurt by them. No! God! No! God! Please, no! No! Number seven, you got the Baltimore Ravens. That's right. The Baltimore Ravens. That's kind of my sleeper team in the AFC, just because, again, they didn't have to add anybody. Just them being healthy and not being in the hospital every five seconds already makes them a significantly better team than they were last year. Lamar Jackson, there's contract disputes that are going on with the Baltimore Ravens right now. We'll see if what happens with that and if that actually gets done. But the main part is, is that with healthy running backs of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, I think they're going to have one of the best running games potentially in the NFL. And of course, Lamar Jackson can also run it as well. Throw on top of that, the Steelers are probably going to be a weaker team in their division this year. And for at least the first 11 weeks, you do look at the Cleveland Browns and their QB situation. I mean, Jacoby Brissett doesn't 
form that much of a threat. Oh, it is very easy for me not to be Deshaun. But I think this is going to be a big year for them. Their defense is definitely solid. Mark Andrews has turned into a top three tight end in the NFL. And I think that the Ravens definitely have the coaching. They have the personnel on both sides of the ball to not only potentially win their division, but also make a run for it in a very competitive AFC. The Ravens should be good. They just got to make sure they don't step on any cracks. I'm not leaving until every crack in this park is filled. Number six, you got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. And I know people are going to be like, Tom, you homer. Listen, I didn't put them in the top five, okay? But I honestly mean, I'm going to say it with my chest, that the Green Bay Packers are still going to be a good freaking fracking football team this season. Why? Primarily, their defense. That defense is stacked. Taking a look at that secondary alone and looking at our cornerbacks, Jair Alexander, who's a top three CB in the league, coming back from injury. Rasul Douglas is going to be back there as well. Eric Stokes had a great rookie season. So that's three CBs right off the bat that are going to be phenomenal. Rasul Douglas also might play some safety because Joe Barry does like to mix it up a little bit. You have Adrian Amos, who is one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL, and we'll see what Darnell Savage is going to be able to do. Throw on top of that, we finally got some help on the defensive line next to Kenny Clark by investing in it for the draft. Oh, and the middle of the field is the best that the Packers have had it, I don't know, in over a decade with a great inside linebacker core. Looking at the offensive side of the ball, Offensive line, hopefully we'll be getting healthier. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, hopefully coming back into the fold, as well as Josh Myers, who's coming into his second year after his rookie season, unfortunately, ended with an injury. But not even looking at the wide receivers right now, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, both healthy coming into the season. I think the Green Bay Packers are really going to utilize these guys, and they can have a top five running game in football. Now, of course, let's talk about the big elephant in the room, and that's wide receiver. Devontae Adams, of course, no longer on the team. MVS no longer on the team. They went and got Sammy Watkins. Then, of course, through the draft, they got Christian Watson, who we haven't seen play yet except for through OTA practice. And, of course, you also got Romeo Dobbs, future Hall of Famer. So the Packers are rolling with three untested wide receivers, and I think there's definitely going to be a learning curve there. However, you also have the back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers, who does make receivers look significantly better than they are. I mean, hell, we've gone to the playoffs with guys like Jared Aberdaris and Jeff Janis, so... I think they're going to be okay. I think the Packers passing offense might take a couple steps back, but they're going to make up for it with their run game. And as those rookie wide receivers get a little bit more comfortable, the Packers should do even better through the air. Number five, another AFC West team. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, before free agency and the draft, people are like, oh no, they're done. That's it. Turn off the grill. They're done. But the Chiefs had a decent offseason. Of course, they lost Tyreek Hill, which is the biggest loss here. However, they still have Travis Kelsey. They got Juju Smith-Schuster. And on top of that, MVS. So they do have some speed there. They also got Sky Moore, who's been looking great just in the return game alone. And I just saw him against the Packers, and he looked pretty darn good. That defense also can be sneaky good. And I think that they definitely improved through the draft. Though, again, some of these guys are going to be untested. Again, they're in a very difficult division, so that's going to be tough. But I think the Chiefs have been in this position before. They still made it to the AFC Championship game last year, even though they sucked out of the gate. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs wind up winning the division again, just because they're that good. 
Number four, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason why they're down at number four is simply because the O-line. Uh, there's definitely some concerns there, as you've had some O-linemen drop from injury, which is not a great sign considering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line was one of the highlights of last year. And we have seen what happens when Tom Brady does get rattled and gets hit a whole bunch of times. That happened in like the first three quarters of the Rams game before the Bucks started coming back. But a reason why they're going to be good is that defense should still be very solid. On top of that, you still have guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're going to be okay. You can't really count Tom Brady out. On top of that, they're going to be playing against the Panthers and the Falcons twice a year, so that's basically going to be four wins. However, the Saints will probably be a thorn in their side once again because the Saints look like they're going to have a really good defense, and we know that they have Tom Brady's number. But either way, the Buccaneers will unfortunately probably still be in the playoffs. Great. Number three... You got the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. The Bengals were kind of the miracle story of last season in which Joe Burrow's like, I don't need an offensive line. Gets sacked nine times in the divisional round. Still wins that game. Goes all the way to the Super Bowl. And if he had just a little bit more offensive line depth, probably could have won the Super Bowl. But Jamar Chase definitely was the right decision there because those two lit it up. On top of that, you have T. Higgins, Joe Mixon having a phenomenal year. And the thing is, they got better. They got offensive line help. On top of that, they added to the secondary. And I think that the Bengals are going to come into this season a more complete team. Joe Burrow has shown that he is the guy. We'll see if he kind of has, I know it's no longer his sophomore season, but kind of like a sophomore slump since he only played a few games his rookie year but I kind of think that Joe Burrow just the way that he's looked right out of the gate is that guy he is their franchise QB and I have no doubt that the Bengals are definitely going to be competing not only for their division title but likely for another Super Bowl run once again number two you got the LA Rams Rams Super Bowl champions from last year and all six people really cared But here's the thing. The Rams were built to win a Super Bowl, right? They got those free agents. They made some great trades, getting guys like Von Miller. Of course, you got OBJ. OBJ, who knows what's going on? Still technically a free agent. No more Von Miller. However, the Rams should still be freaking fracking good. Traded away Robert Woods, but got Allen Robinson, who I think could light it up with Matthew Stafford. And again, that was just Matthew Stafford's first year with the LA Rams. Cooper Cup, the best receiver in football last year. And I really think that the Rams are going to be just fine. They should have a little bit more of a run game this year because I know that that was lacking coming out of the gate due to injury. But the Rams should still be a very competitive team and have a very good shot of making the playoffs where I hope they play the Packers and lose. And finally, number one, arguably the consensus Super Bowl favorite, you got the Buffalo Bills. (sighs) Buffalo all the way this time. The Bills, uh, they looked like they were Super Bowl contenders last year, except in Jacksonville and also against the Patriots when Mac Jones only threw the ball like three times. But the Bills got even better during the offseason, of course, in free agency, adding guys like Von Miller, adding Cook in the draft so their run game should be a bit better, even though it was better with Singletary near the end of the year. That was kind of like one of their weak points. 
The Bills are kind of all in at this point. They have their QB. They have the receivers to get it done, including guys like Gabe Davis, who are emerging to potentially be their wide receiver two or wide receiver three option. Dawson Knox was great in the red zone last year. That defense should still be pretty freaking fracking good. And the Bills, it's kind of tough to look and say, hey, here's where the weaknesses are. So yeah, the Bills in a very competitive AFC should not only be favorites within their division, but also favorites to win the Super Bowl right now. And until somebody stops them or proves them wrong, I mean, I think that's the way that it's going to be for the majority of the season. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. That's the top 10 rankings that I have. Who do you think should be on this list? Who maybe should be off this list? Let me know. You guys know, tell me at TomCrossTheComedy.com or TomCrossTheComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash TomCrossTheComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always... Go back, go.